Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. It's Light the Tower, your daily look around the world of sports with Hall of Fame broadcaster and voice of the Texas Longhorns, Craig Way, and Horns 24-7 insider, Jeff Howe, on your live, local, and independent home for sports talk in Austin, the Horn. Second hour of Light the Tower on the Horn. Craig Way, Jeff Howe with you. Our producer, Cameron Parker. So, can I can I just mention something on the Marlin deal again? Yeah. Five of 33 seniors. Five eligible to graduate. I don't want to disparage anybody in Marlin, but I can't imagine that, like, if you were valedictorian or salutatorian, that your, your grade point average was all that high. But you still get... Top ten percent, you get automatic admission to any public school in the state. Still, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a scary proposition. It, the, the best story I ever heard about that sort of deal, the top ten bit. Yeah, um, this would have been. Uh, this goes back. I think this was. It was definitely when Rick Barnes was coaching Texas, but it might have been when James Dickey was finishing his time at Texas Tech before Bob Knight came in, I think it was. and um, It's a name I haven't had to think about in a while. James Dickey? Yeah. Well, Craig, we had a good ball club. We were hoping to uh, be able to beat Texas. He was a good dude. Good dude. I always enjoyed visiting with him. But but his last game, I think Tech won seven ball games that year. United Supermarkets Arena, then United Spirit Arena, had just opened. And uh, it was a day game. And Texas went in and, and beat them pretty soundly or whatever. And uh, I was not flying back with the team uh, because I think I was going to go out the next day, the next morning, and fly somewhere to do baseball, something like that. Or there was uh, no, no, there was a women's game there the next day, so I was staying overnight. So what I did know was that particular weekend was the UIL girls regional basketball tournaments going on. Mm-hmm. You had the 3A going on there, which would now be 4A, uh, there at United Supermarkets Arena. But I rode over to Level Land, and it was actually, it was not girls, it was the boys. I drove over to Level Land where the 1A boys regional tournament's going on. Now, in those days, in the 1As, you had a 128-team bracket and the reason you had that was because you had a lot of very small 1A schools that had basketball and or might have baseball or golf, but they didn't have football. So it differentiated, you know, whether they had six-man or not or whatever. You had a 128-team bracket in basketball. Mm-hmm. So I go over to Leveland. You ever been over to Leveland, the Texan Dome? Have you ever been over Can't there? Can't say that I have, Old Craig. school arena there. Uh, pretty cool deal. Well, you would have an eight-team regional tournament where you would play three games in basically 24 hours. 
You play Friday afternoon or Friday night, Saturday morning, and then come back Saturday night. That's how they used to do it in 1A. In fact, I did a couple of those in Stephenville back in the day. So I go over there, and they're getting to the regional final on Saturday evening. And in that regional final is Nazareth, and they're playing uh, a school called Allison. I don't know if you've ever heard of Allison, Texas. Davy Allison, former NASCAR driver? Spelled the same. Spelled the same. Way up on the northeast side of the panhandle, really close to the uh, Oklahoma state line up there. Cam, how deep is your NASCAR knowledge? Very big. Very good. His is very good. Didn't Davy Allison drive the uh, black Haviline car? He did. Number 28. Number 28, the late Davy Allison. Badass looking car, too. The red and the black. Mm. Lost him in a helicopter crash at Talladega, if I remember correctly. Um. So I'm there for the for for this regional tournament, a regional final, and Allison is playing against Nazareth. And I had somebody come up and ask me because I was wearing a suit having done the basketball game, and they saw I had a burnt orange tie on, and they thought I was there to scout a kid from Nazareth. <laughs> <laughs> and I had to tell them, no, no, I'm not. I'm just here to watch. And they get, a, get talking to him about Allison. And Allison High School had an entire student body enrollment of 17 kids. Now, they had six on the basketball team. Uh, so, But they had 17 total kids. Senior class, uno. One. One in the senior. That meant you were the valedictorian, the salutatorian, you were the highest-ranked senior, and you were the lowest-ranked senior. That's something else. In man. the class. But, yeah, you're number one in your graduating class. Apparently, at Allison. you have to be a top 6% of your class to get into the University of Texas. Yeah, you do. Um, uh, that's right. Now you do. Back in the day, it was ten percent. So anyway, uh, that that happened then. That was one that was the highest ranked senior. There it was from Allison, which no longer the I don't think the school exists anymore. It got absorbed into something. He ended up closing that later. Hey, so, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Um, you know, we play Bodhisattva as our return music for the second hour. Yes. Is that is that a one that you like listen to? I was thinking about this this morning because I had some of my driving fast music on stuff that when I'm listening to it, I can. Hit the accelerator a little harder. Is Bodhisattva one of those songs for you, or is that kind of a just, hey, I'm enjoying myself? Uh, Steely Dan is kind of, hey, I'm enjoying myself. I, one, one, uh, uh, Cam played one on Wednesday when you were driving up. Mm-hmm. The number one road trip song for me like that is Radar Love. Okay. By See, Golden Eerie. Mine's a little different. I've, I've got like some some White Zombie, some Metallica, some DMX. It's How about just, Sammy Hagar? I Can't Drive 55? No. No? Not down with Sammy Hagar. Okay. Maybe it's maybe some Van Hagar, but not some, not Sammy Hagar. See, I'm just the opposite. I like Sammy Hagar when, you know, when he was by himself, and Van Halen when they had Diamond Dave, when they had David Lee Roth. Yeah, you know, I like the the older Van Halen. You know, but, I got you. Yeah, but anyway, what, um, you any thought? Either one of you guys have thoughts on White Zombie as a as a band or a Rob Zombie? Neither fish nor fowl. I don't, li- I don't listen to I don't listen to much of that genre, but something about you know. You hear you hear th- you hear the Thunder Kiss '65 coming through the speakers, and you just feel the need to drive 90 all of a sudden. Yeah. <laughs> you got a, you got any any music like that, Cam, on the road trip, where you just just pump you up a little bit, make you want to drive fast. Like you can't drive slow when you hear a song. Mm, not really. I, okay. I have a couple like hype playlists. Okay. But I don't really have a go-to. What's on your hype playlist? Give me an example of what's on your hype playlist. Hmm. I just went through a Super Tramps 
one of their albums, The Gym, the other day. That got me pretty fired All up. Right. There you go. But I, it depends. My my playlist is a good mix of classic rock, rap, some EDM, just anything that uh, gets me going, you know? Listening to the, the best version of Turn the Page, the Metallica version. Or Bob Seger. I, I can go with both. Uh, I know Craig feels a little bit different about that. you go with one, you'd be going with the wrong one. Just saying. It's just, just not one even man's, in just one man's opinion. Uh, there's somebody texted a picture. that I've seen this sign where it shows Gerald to the left and Florence to the right. Oh, I'm definitely right. taking the right. It says, are you taking the left, turn to the right, turn right there is right. 35. Right is yeah. right in that situation. Lido Shuffle, says Coach Gooby. That would be one. That There's another one there. Uh, so, yeah, there. Uh, so, all right. So, anyway, uh, a lot of uh, a lot of stories about that stuff. Uh, somebody said, I like the to take the T-tops off of the Boston tape in and head on down the road. My dad had one of those, a Chrysler Cordoba, where you had the T-top. He pull out those those slide in glass mm-hmm. roof room and then you'd have the like a T bar roof. Yeah. It <laughs> had that had that there uh as well. Um okay. Let me say welcome to the planet MFR. <laughs> <laughs> Woo there you go. All right. Uh, all right. Uh, coming up, I, lo- I love Craig reading y'all's derogatory texts that come through and trying to class it up any way possible. Oh, I was just reading it. Oh, I'm just, just, just reading it. Born to be wild. John K. and Stephen Wolf. Yeah, yeah. There's stuff like that. All right. Um, I, I want to hit the break a little bit early. When we come back, uh, we have another longer notebook. We'll talk some baseball and um, some uh, regional projections and some other oddities, things that yeah. happen with the college baseball. Got to got also have a, a little basketball update. Okay, and got to get to some some football as we prepare for the SEC spring meetings. Yeah, that's just around the corner. Uh, This is Light the Tower on the Horn, 1049, 1019, AM 1260. We're live, local, and digital on the Horn app and hornfm.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Now you want Sammy yeah. Hagar? This is Sammy Hagar. I still lean towards Van Hagar, but this does go hard. This is pre-Van Halen, Sammy Hagar. This is the Sammy Hagar I saw at the Texas Jam in the Cotton Bowl in 1979. I've heard legendary stories about the Texas Jam. I was there. Wild, wild time, apparently. Were you acting a fool at Texas Jam, Craig? I was. Letting your hair down? Yep. What hair I had. I mean, it's still short back then. Yeah. I'm talking about there you go. Yeah. This is before Van Hagar. <laughs> I uh, like and Sammy Hagar was a relative unknown until this. Is he got this this hit, this planet's on fire. Um But anyway, somebody just on the specs tax line said, now we're talking. Can't believe I got no reaction from you guys on White Zombie. Am I? I'm, I'm. I guess I'm over here in my own boat with that. I think so. 
Okay. Every now, when you're not here, Craig, I, I make Cam play one of my. Uh, I, I call that for my angry period. I've heard little, it. Like I've some MOP, it. little Annie up. What is White Zombie? Just heavy metal? Yeah, it's it's, it's pretty. Yeah. In the metal genre. Somebody said it was so damn hot in the Cotton Bowl that day. Boston was a headliner. Hey, I can tell you that I can tell you the lineup that day. There was a band named TKO that started. It was nothing. Then he had Nazareth. Then, yeah, Sammy Hagar was the second act. Then Nazareth, Van Halen, Boston Heart, Blue Oyster Cult. Damn. Wrapped up about 2 o'clock in the morning. It's like a hell of a show. I was, in, in, in those days, too, and again, this is summer of 79, I went with my younger brother and a friend, and, and Sammy Hagar played this. And uh, when I was there... It felt like we were all burning in hell because it was it was really, really hot. And I, I think about this. I went that entire day from like, and we got there the night before and we're hanging out around it and, and slept in car, whatever. And we got in early next morning. We get on the floor because we're going to be right down there. Mm-hmm. So I'm down there and it is hot. And I go several hours. I don't drink anything. No water, no nothing. They had no concessions down. I just, and eventually I get real tired. So I figure I'm taking a nap, but I'm really. I'm, I, I don't realize I'm getting heat exhaustion. Like passing out. So I wake up and I'm just really, and a guy had one of those big wineskin things, flask. He goes, you thirsty, man? I said, yeah. He goes, here, have some water. And I said, really? So, yeah. So I take it, take this long drink off it. He goes, go ahead, have some more. Take another big, long drink off it. And I said, man, that's great. He goes, you like that? I said, it tastes a little bit sweet. And he said, uh, well, it all too, um, it has opium in it. <laughs> yeah. And I went, what? And he goes, yeah, over. And I thought, great. Okay. That's how Craig Way parties. So then I kept waiting for something bad to happen and nothing bad was happening. And, bad was happening. and then as the sun had set and uh, Boston's on stage, I'm crowded. And all of a sudden, I look at the back of this guy. He had one of those big rugby shirts, had the big stripes. Uh-huh. And all of a sudden, it just kind of shimmered in front of me. And it looked like a... <laughs> And it looked like a fishing dock, a little dock. And instead of going, man, I messed up, I'm sitting, I thought, thought to myself, oh, there's a place to stand. And I started to walk up to it. It almost hit him in the back. And I stopped. I go, come on, snap out of it. And that was it. Craig was tripping. Yeah, I was. That day, Texas Jam, 1979. Stayed all the way through that heart and then Blue Oyster Cult. They were, uh, folks were disappointed in the Blue Oyster Cult. Uh, performance because not they enough were cowbell. To, well, they were no, they had plenty of cowbell. They were supposed to have a big laser show, and only their laser bracelets were working. They didn't have the whole mm. big full on because lasers were still relatively new. Were you uh, were you well within your mind to you care or not? No, I cared. I know I, I knew at that point. It's like, <laughs> yeah, and we ended up leaving afterwards. So, so I mean, with I, that little to drink over that time, kind of day, yeah. did your did your urine look like orange Kool Aid the next day? I can't even remember. I can't even remember. I got I home. I got home that night. I just and I remember my dad asked me. He goes, "Do you guys eat or drink anything?" And I said, "Well, there wasn't anything." Then he goes. He, he said something. I think my dad said something like, "Y'all are idiots." Just had to go pee. It looked like Benadryl. Yeah. I think something's wrong. Right. It's not it's supposed to look like this. Yeah. You didn't want to give up your place. We were like ten rows from so the on stage the, on the pee chart. You would have been a bad. You're just a bad guy. I'd have been a bad guy. Bad. Bad. Guy. bad not just a bad teammate. I'd have been a bad guy. It would have been dark. Uh, all right. Uh, let's uh, let's move to our Flex Thirty update. Flex ATX for the best high school sports coverage. Listen to the horn and go to flxatx.com. Flex Thirty is brought to you by. 
Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit BrainVault.com and join the movement. Uh, high school baseball playoff stuff, Cam. Westlake takes game one from Eagle Pass last night. Yeah, 7-2 final score. Chance Covert, the junior, signed the Texas. Another another really solid outing. I'll give up just one run, uh, a couple hits, but he pitched five innings after not going longer than the second inning in his first two starts. He's gone at least five in the last two against Round Rock and against Eagle Pass. Uh, Eagle Pass committed four errors in that game. Uh, they had an inning where they walked four Westlake batters. Uh, so Westlake jumped all over them. Uh, Will Maggots, um, he brought in the first run, and from there on, Westlake just took control. So game two is at 2 p.m. here at uh, Warner Field. Uh, Westlake a win, and they're on to the, the regional final. Regional final, state yeah. quarterfinals. Um, also a winner, Rouse taking game one from La Jolla Palm View, and they won that down in, say it with me, Jeff, Jordanton. Jordanton. And they won yeah. that down in Jordanton. Yeah, make sure you say it right. Game two today, and if necessary, a third game that will follow, are going to be played uh, down at Coastal Bend College. Ooh. Now, I know somebody somewhere it was listed as in Corpus. It's not in Corpus. It's in Beeville. It used to be Bee County College. It's down in Beeville. So they're going to be at Coastal Bend College as the uh, Rouse Raiders in that best of three t- try to advance to the quarter round. How about the Taylor Ducks? Yeah, Taylor Ducks keep on rolling. Number 10 team in the state in 4A, a 4-2 victory over Spring Hill last night. Uh, Ducks keep on rolling. We got some text coming. I, there's a lot of support for the Taylor Ducks that are on the, on the Specs text line. Absolutely. So Chris Perez got the win last night. Shout out Perez. Uh, six and two-thirds, uh, just two runs, five strikeouts. Taylor, game two, I believe today, Craig, will be, if I can pull it up real quick. Quack attack. At Midlothian, okay. 2 p.m. Yeah. Game three. Spring Hill is over by Longview. It's it's right over by Longview. Turn my so, mic on. So there's your try uh, to act like Game three will, would fall, if necessary, 30 minutes after the conclusion of game two, which will be the same thing for Westlake because it's a little bit of a drama. Same thing there. for Rouse also yeah, in La Jolla so. Palmview. Yeah, same deal. All right, uh, there you go. Oh, one more tip. Oh, yes. Yes. A football vacancy has been filled. And as our friend Greg Tepper would say, my alma mater, Craig, has joined the dark side. Uh Uh-oh. Florence hired Robert Draper, who was at Liberty Hill for a while, longtime Liberty Hill assistant. Most recently, the offensive coordinator at Marble Falls. So, the slot T is coming to Northwest Williamson County. Yeah, where he was running it for our good friend Brian Herman. Yes. So... Congratulations, Coach Draper, everybody out in Florence. Uh, that's from, something I, I want to go see how that slot T experiment's working. From one set of purple to the other. Yes. As he goes there. Oh, well, quick right. update, Craig. I was wrong. Taylor, Spring Hill, game two will be Saturday, tomorrow. Okay. So a day off, and then game two tomorrow, 30 minutes after that, if a game Some, three Somebody's is got graduation. Yeah. That's probably why they're taking the break, I would bet. Somebody said, hey, Coastal Bend College is a beautiful stadium. Yeah, I heard about that. A good friend of mine who works with us on the uh, – as uh, on the parabolic microphone, Steve Leach played baseball at Coastal Bend. His dad had been the coach back in the day when it was B County. All right, so there we go. There is your Flex 30 update. Time now for our second hour Longhorn Notebook. Jeff Howe's Longhorn Notebook. Right, before we get to baseball, just a couple of quick mm-hmm. updates. One, and we'll be tracking this next week because I'm expecting some kind of ruling or decision to be made. It does seem, Craig, like the support for a nine-game SEC schedule, at least at the outset of Texas and Oklahoma joining the conference, is dwindling. 
So mm. you could see them go to an eight-game schedule. Now, here's why. Uh, if the SEC goes to a nine-game schedule, then that's more quality game inventory, which then the league will want more money from ESPN, who's going to be the exclusive media rights partner for football and men's basketball. Mm-hmm. The problem is ESPN, now granted, they just, they're paying Pat McAfee a bunch of money and they've got salaries to Troy Aikman and Joe Buck and Stephen A. Smith, but they're also having massive layoffs right now. Disney is, and ESPN's impacted by that, and they don't necessarily want to fork over more cash than they have earmarked right now. So I think initially you could see, if it's an eight-game schedule like we've talked about, then you're going to go to the model where you just play one permanent opponent per year, and then you're going to rotate the other seven opponents, which in that case for Texas, from everything we've heard at Horns 24-7, you get to Horns 24-7, we got plenty more on the SEC schedule because we don't have time to get into all of it here. The permanent opponent for Texas, from my understanding, would be Oklahoma, mm-hmm. and then they would rotate everybody else. So. You'll get Texas, Texas A&M in football at some point. There's just a growing possibility that it might not be in 2024 or 2025. Very interesting if it happens that way. So it does seem like they're, and maybe for the first few years, I don't know, I would think at some point they're going to be able to go to a nine-game schedule. But it does seem like which, if you're a Texas fan or an Oklahoma fan, just get your head wrapped around for the 24 and 25 seasons. Maybe an eight-game you're, schedule. You're, well, you're probably going to have to. If that's the case, you're probably going to have an FCS team on the schedule. Gonna have, it'll be uh, no way to avoid it. Texas will be drawn into Cupcake. Yeah, no way to avoid it at that point. You can play a Division One. I. I mean, Massachusetts is a Division yeah, I program. Yeah, but at that, you're finding independence. It's it'll be yeah. really hard to to schedule yeah. uh, an FBS opponent late in the season yeah. like that too when they do that. Yep. So maybe Texas is playing. I don't know UIW or pick your FCS school. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Tarleton. Yeah. Or is Tarleton so, going to the – I don't know where Tarleton is right now in Comfrey Line. Tarleton's going to the Southland, aren't they? Are they already there? They're in the whack. Okay, well, never mind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're, in, they're in the whack. Speaking of which uh, – Oh, basketball note, real quick. Sorry, yes. Craig. The dead period ends at midnight tonight. Okay. So starting tomorrow – uh, colleges can host recruits. For Texas, it still looks like Caleb Love, the North Carolina transfer, is pretty high up on the board. Cam Spencer, the Rutgers transfer, both guards, by the way, uh, pretty high up on the board for Texas. It's interesting, really interesting name popped up on the in the transfer portal, or at least going announcing he's going into the portal yesterday. Tyler Burton from Richmond, who's still in the NBA draft pool, by the way. The 31st, next Wednesday, is the deadline for that. Uh it's it's been reported by a couple of different outlets that Tyler Burton, when he goes into the portal, right, really six seven wing, really talented scorer for Richmond. It's been reported, Craig, that he's going to go into the portal with a do not contact tag, which means one of two things: one, either he already knows where he's going, or two, he's only going to allow he only wants contact with certain schools. In other words, he doesn't want the flood of schools contacting him. He'll basically don't call me, I'll call you, mm-hmm. kind of thing. So it could be one or the other, but you know, and I, I I can tell you Texas was doing due diligence on him yesterday. Has been doing due diligence. Uh, could see something there, but I think over the next twenty four to forty eight hours, we'll we'll figure out where things are, including what if there is a no contact tag, what exactly it means. Okay. Uh, so with regard to your deal about the uh, SEC scheduling. So he said, I don't understand why they can't go to four pods of four. That means you'd play the same three people every year, and then. 
uh, from each other product. They had a nine-game schedule, so every two years everyone would get to play everyone. The way I understood it is it doesn't work the pods with the three-team rotating with 16 teams in the league. Yeah, uh, There's four teams per pod, but remember you're playing three and that it doesn't work. In a 16th. That's, was it, that's the way I had it explained to me. I think it was about a year ago, around mm-hmm. the SEC meetings last year, where it was everybody reported coming out of that deal that pods were pods were off the table. Yep. That it wasn't, wasn't going to happen that way. So, yeah, we'll uh, we'll continue to follow it and see and see why it, uh, you know, see what would be there. Uh, with regard to Coastal Bend, somebody said Sinton played there last night, lost one nothing. Adrian Allen, he said they left 12 runners on base. Uh, hopefully that was just game one there for Sinton for Adrian's uh, team. Their APD number one about my deal with the uh, uh, with uh, the Texas Jam said championship levels of dehydration. It really was. So, yeah. Uh, and Bruce said, can the uh, real Craig Way please stand up? I, I was 18 years old at the time. I didn't even know. Stay, and, Craig, as, as you get into an advanced age, if you start having problems that require a trip to the urologist, blame it on Texas Jam. Yeah, 1979, it's, June it, it of 79. Tra- it'll all get traced back to there. Yeah. Fortunately, I haven't had that issue. Uh, and somebody else pointed out, Sammy was with uh, Montrose. He was never able to sing for much more than an hour. Yeah, because he was driving it. Listen to some of the music of Montrose to hear some good rock. Yeah, that's that's very true. Uh, with regard to uh, baseball, and, and again, we'll, we'll find out, obviously, on Monday morning uh, what the regional uh, release is. We'll find out Sunday. Right. We'll find out who the regional hosts yeah. are Sunday. Yeah. That's that's for sure. Uh, so it'll be Sunday night. Those will be, and and I think that's just going to be a crawl across the bottom of the screen, probably in a softball telecast, a super yeah, regional. Yeah, I think it was telecast. A, an online deal last year. It, they did it both. They yeah. did a dual release on okay. that. So there's that. So you'll probably find out uh, on, on that. Um, Jeff mentioned uh, D1 Baseball did update the regional projections, but the updated ones still list uh, Texas uh, playing in Stanford as the 2C with UC Santa Barbara the 3 and, oh, there's somebody they know, San Jose State (laughs) as the 4. These updated ones, for example, shifted Kansas State from Gainesville, Florida to Kentucky. See, and again, there seems to be more logical flex about that flexing about with the threes than the twos uh the twos there's a lot more heading out west or heading east or whatever with regard to that um and in the uh, baseball america projections as we said they've got texas in uh, auburn alabama um the the ones to continue to watch during the weekend uh to see um you know you see teams like uh Kentucky and Alabama that, that, that took losses. Auburn is listed uh, is where uh, Texas would be in that one. Now, um, you also, <laughs> excuse me, have to keep an eye on bid stealers. It could happen again, although the amount is going to be low and the ones that would be bid stealers may come really from leagues that only the the champion is going to come. And I submit to you the whack. Uh, Grand Canyon won the whack by one half game over Sam Houston because uh, they played one less conference game. They got a rain out, and they had one less loss than the Bearcats. So they were mm-hmm. the one seed. Sam Houston was the two. 
Sam Houston took an early loss in the tournament. Now they battled their way back. They got an elimination game today against Abilene Christian. On the other side of the bracket is Grand Canyon. They had won their first game. They had to play a UTA team that had lost its first game to UTRGV, which has since been eliminated. Then UTA came back and had to play two games yesterday. They eliminated Seattle, and then late, late last night, yes, I saw the end of it, UTA beat Grand Canyon 6-5. to five. Among the heroes for the Mavericks, who came out of the bullpen and pitched a scoreless eight, stop me if the name sounds familiar, Caden Noah, the one-time Longhorn yeah. pitcher from Longview. Yeah. Um, he pitched a scoreless eight. They hold on. They won 6-5. So now what has to happen is um, – it will be Grand Canyon. UTA has to play uh, for the the winner, I think it is, of uh, Grand Canyon and somebody else. And then, and then they're on one side of the bracket, and then Sam Houston and Abilene Christian on the other side of the bracket. So you could wind up with a bid stealer there, although it isn't a bid stealer in the truest sense of the word because that league looks like it's only going to get its tournament champion in anyway. Grand Canyon, Grand Canyon got in as an at-large last year, remember when New Mexico yeah. State won the league, doesn't appear that that's going to happen uh, this time around. What about the Missouri Valley uh, with the, Indiana State? Uh, yeah, that would be a bid steal. Well, uh, Missouri State is a team that if they were to win it, uh, then then that would be a bid stealer. Uh, they were right on uh, the cusp for a little while ago, but probably yes. Indiana State's going to get in regardless. Okay, they're they're listed as a host right now on D one. Now, if they wind up not winning the Valley, then they're probably going to uh, you know they're, they're not going to be a regional host, but they would still get in the field. So I think you keep an eye on that today. Yeah, uh, Missouri State, Murray State, by the way, in that semifinal yeah. in the in the yeah. Missouri, they're underway right now. They started okay. at ten. Yeah, and then Dallas Baptist is still rolling along in the Conference USA tournament. Uh, UTSA is done. It's a shame for them because they had it rolling for a while. They're not even going to be. It, it, they kind of suffered the same fate that Texas State has been suffering down the stretch. Mm-hmm. Texas State's still alive, but they've got to win uh, some more. I think. If, if they were to win uh, against Louisiana tonight and then beat Coastal twice to get to the Sun Belt Tournament Final and play like a Troy in the Tournament Final um, or, or Southern Miss, then they might have a shot to get back in on the at-large if there isn't too yeah. much bid-stealing going on. But they definitely got to win at least three more games, and the pitching is starting to get a little lean now. Can I say something positive for, for Texas yeah. right now? Um, I, I do like the fact, and you know, when you get into regional play, especially if you're in the position Texas is with your staff, you know, your starters in your bullpen, just your pitching staff being what it is right now, mm-hmm. especially if – no Heston Toll, no David Shaw. You're losing two real, two good bullpen hands. I like the fact that now with with LeBaron, with LBJ's emergence, the fact that I'm not taking anything away from Lucas Gordon at all, but the fact that you know you might struggle with that decision. Okay, do you throw your number one guy in the opener? Do you save him for two? I don't think David Pierce has to worry about that because you can just go well, Gino that first game. Follow him up with LBJ. And oh, I think yeah. you're just keep the rotation what it is, and I think you're fine. Like you feel like you can go win both games. And because those going back to what we talked about in the first hour, those two guys gave you a chance to win both the games you lost the last two days. Going on a day's less rest, they're 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 both going to have bonus rest. Yeah, for the regional two extra days, mm-hmm. and that's where I li- I like their chances. 
uh, with uh, Lucas Gordon in game one and LeBaron Johnson in game two. I do. I, I, I think but it's you got to you got to stay in the winner's bracket, not yep. just because of your bullpen situation. If you can keep Tanner Witt in a rhythm, in a, in a rhythm, in a routine, keep him on mm-hmm. schedule, that's going to benefit you all that much more. That's what really hurt Oklahoma in the Big 12 tournament last night. It looked like with Peyton Carmichael, they were they were rolling, and mm-hmm. that they were going to. They he had a five nothing lead handed to him, but as Skip Johnson pointed out, they just they they didn't they didn't get their outs on time, yeah. made mistakes and errors. Tech comes back and wins. Now Oklahoma, which is a bubble team on the plus side, but nevertheless a bubble team, is going to have to beat. Uh, of the sixty-four, of the sixty-four at large that D one has, Oklahoma sixty-two. So that's, they're that's that's bubbleicious. Rip right there. Yeah, absolutely. All right, we'll be back. Oh, uh, Victor asked me, said, did you have a great memory before that Sweetwater, or did you did it trigger something miraculously in your brain? No, I I, I did, and my family thought it was annoying. So yeah, I understand that. We'll be back to wrap up today's edition of Light the Tower on the Horn. All right, we hope you have a great holiday weekend. Uh, Jeff, just looking really quickly here. If you had your choice of any of the 16 regional sites that do not include Texas and said, okay, you could go there to cover the Longhorns in that regional, what, which one would it be? Give me two options. Either give me, as crazy as it sounds, Baton Rouge. Okay. So I have a good time there. Or how about Boston? Boston was on mine. The other for me was going to be... Either Charlottesville or Conway. Baton Rouge is the food, let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> Conway's Myrtle Beach. <laughs> it's pretty good there, too. All right. Wherever it is, we'll find out. And we hope you have a great and safe holiday weekend for a man behind the glass. Cameron Parker for my co-host, Jeff Howell. I'm Craig Ray. Thanks for joining us. Chad and Zay are up next. We'll visit with you Tuesday. Tuesday, next time on Light the Tower on the Hornets.